right there. I'm in. Welcome to the DC Films Podcast. My name is Sark, and I'm joined today with people, all kinds of people. Say hi, people. Hello. Hello. Jinx. Sorry, you can't talk anymore. Okay. No, no, Dab, I said the name. Oh, I should not have. Oh, I fail. So so I'm joined today with with one of my regular co-hosts, Shayna. Say hi to the people, Shayna. Hi, people. And then, of course, we have our wonderful producer joining us again today. Andy, say hi. Andy, say hi. Okay, that's very good, Andy. But we have a very special guest, one of my very good friends and someone I admire so much, Rebecca Johnson from Supergirl Radio. Say hi, Rebecca. Oh, that's very nice of you to say, Sark. Hello, everyone in the chat, and hello, everyone listening. Uh, Thanks for participating and raising some money for us today. All right. Well, let's just jump into uh, our agenda today. Andy, um, share with us what we're going to be talking about today. Right. So we've come come a long way now in the DCEU. Wonder Woman just hit theaters a few weeks ago, and it was amazing. Or more, to be more specific, wonderful. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we we still have Justice League coming out in the fall, so we have tons. You know, we still have another great DC film coming up, but there's so many franchises coming up uh, for the DC extended universe and you know since since we're we're gathered here today oh my god I'm probably it's, it almost sounds like I was about to do like a funeral speech we're but we're gathered here today to say goodbye <laughs> to the hate against the DCEU um we're here today to say goodbye to Adam West there you go I fixed yeah that may, oh, yeah, may he rest- it in there way to go girl yeah, yeah may you rest in peace I, I'm sure DC DCV classes are gonna they're gonna be covering uh the, you know, you tri- make a tribute for Adam West. So if people want to listen to DC Classics, subscribe to Fed on iTunes. But we're going to talk about some um, the upcoming DC franchises that are coming up because we're not. I mean, we have Aquaman next year, and then we have so much else coming up. So because we've you know on some of the because this is for charity, we're doing our live podcast marathon today, and we're on the third show, fourth show now, uh, and on the other shows. Th- so far, we've talked. We've sort of made wish lists for what we want to see in an upcoming season of The Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. So we're kind of doing like almost like a wish list for the coming DC films. So okay. I'm gonna go one by one of these films that are coming up, and we just touch upon them briefly and uh, what we want to see, what we're hoping to be added, or something like that. So let's start with the next film that is supposedly coming out after Aquaman is Shazam in 2019. So doesn't have a director, doesn't really have an actor playing Shazam, but we know that there's that's something that they're definitely going to focus on since they're bringing Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Black Adam, which will probably his film will probably come out before Shazam. But since I'm just going now in chronological chronological order of the announcement that, that they've done, so let's start with uh, with Shazam. And since Rebecca is, since I've been on these films for the past few weeks now, I'm gonna let the our our official guest start. Um, what do you What do you hope to see for Shazam? Like you know, in terms of casting or directing, like kind of just like how it fits into the DCU. That's an interesting question because I haven't like I I don't do a lot of like fan casting because I I I always get really surprised by the the people that they choose because I'm like oh well, I didn't really think about that person but hey that works they probably know better than I do <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a casting director uh but so I so I won't guess on anything about casting or anything like that but I I do remember that there was a picture that uh Dwayne Johnson and Henry Cavill were hanging out together. Uh, so I don't know if that means anything for like a Shazam movie in particular, but it would be kind of nice if they were going to do like 
a, a Shazam focused movie, not necessarily a Black Adam movie. It would be kind of fun for me to see Superman somehow get involved in that uh, because Shazam sometimes will look up to Superman. So I would kind of my my thoughts about that are more like it would be cool to see him be a guest in the movie. But I don't really have any uh, speculations in terms of what the movie will be. I imagine it will be some sort of origin story to explain the the magic involved with the Shazam character. But I think it's really great because that character is uh, a little boy who becomes a, a you know big grown superhero. So I think that'll be a really refreshing uh, take on the genre that we really haven't seen before. So I'm very excited about Shazam in that respect. But I think I I, I would like to see a Superman uh, cameo. I, I, do you remember the animated film they made a few years ago between uh, Shazam and Superman? Yeah, sometimes uh, they fight on uh, you know, in in the DCAU. They uh, really did, they destroy some buildings in a fight between uh, Shazam and Superman. So sometimes if they uh, get a little feisty with each other, they can cause some damage. So hopefully maybe they'll they'll be friends in in the movie instead. Shanna, what about what about you? Um, I don't really know what to say in particular because I was I was kind of just hit with some news from like my other guys that they are like the whole DCEU is ditching the dark and gritty stuff. So now it's going to be happy, happy, fluff, fluff, <laughs> fluff, fluff. Hashtag DC fluff, fluff. Yep, hashtag DC fluff, fluff. And I'm kind of like, oh. Okay, I'm like, I kind of like the dark and gritty stuff, but then I'm like, okay, certain things I can understand, like, I don't see Shazam being dark and gritty, or Green Lantern, I kind of see it being more fluff fluff, but, <laughs> and I was just like, oh man, they just they just stonewalled me right there, I'm like, I had this whole thing thought out, and then they're just like, bam, here you go, like, oh, well, well, dang, <laughs> Um, I don't know if it was you, but when you guys were fan casting for Shazam a couple episodes ago, was it you who wanted to see uh, John Cena as? Yes! Oh my God, I would love it so much. I would die. I would be so happy. I would. I would just die. What about you, Sark? Okay. Well, in terms of what I want to see, um, you can go back and listen to what Rebecca said, and I think that's a brilliant uh, vision for what we need to see. And she kept it simple, but. In all, in all seriousness, though, um, yeah, just more of the same. I, I love the idea of a Superman cameo either in a Shazam origin film or a preview of, of Shazam, um, say, for example, in Man of Steel 2, something like that. There is, there's always been a lot of comparison between the characters, um, even to the point where I think we mentioned it on our podcast a number of weeks ago, where in the early days when Shazam was first created, um, what we now know of uh, as DC, and back then was what, National Periodicals, um, they felt threatened. And Shazam was uh, like the top-selling superhero for a a number of years in comic books. Um, He sold some of Superman's thunder. I would love it if they kind of co-opted the the heart of that idea and brought it to the big screen. Um, because in the Shazam form, obviously there are many parallels, except he's more magic based. Um, but, uh, piggybacking on something that Rebecca said, I love the idea that we have in our corral. And when I say our, the DC films corral, this character that kind of unites the innocence of childhood, um, with, you know, kind of the adult presence of the superhero. And I can imagine that would make for a lot of good movie moments um, because of the awkwardness, the intrinsic uh, awkwardness of a child being trapped in this man's body, a man's style body, um, as he performs, uh, you know, heroic uh, deeds of daring do. Um, My only, um, just as a side note, I almost feel like this has to be said in our current age. I just hope that they would not exploit that for like cheap laughs um that always kind of turns my stomach a little bit when we when we exploit um a child's innocence uh and i know that like who needs the commentary but i just want to throw that out there that i would hope that that would not be done i think dc has taken a very classy road for the most part uh in the dc eu but um i love i'm not good at the fan casting thing i've never been good at that you know picking out of thin air, who would be good in a certain role. So I really have 
probably not much in the way of additional commentary to add to that. But I do want to say that the Shazam, a Shazam origin story, I think would really catch on for different reasons, but catch on like Wonder Woman has caught on, has captured the hearts and minds of people. You know, people have really waited a long time for Wonder Woman. I don't know that they've been waiting so much for a Shazam film, but I think it could, uh, with the right director behind it, good writing, and tying it in uh, with the uh, with the current properties that are slated to come out, um, I think it could really prove to be something unique that Marvel doesn't have. I just saw a very fun suggestion in the chat that our good buddy Jay, he mentioned he has to be someone who can embody a guy who is a child at heart, maybe Nathan Fillion. And I'm like, I mean, I know, okay, Nathan Fillion is becoming this, like, you know, go-to guy for everything, but... <laughs> I would rather have him as a Shazam and Green, as Green Lantern or anything else at this point because that is that's a very fun idea that I would be game for. And may I may also hit on something else that's in the chat. Uh, the 108th Sage says, "I want to see the whole Marvel family with Mary and Freddie getting powers and taking part at least by the last act." Um, I learned some things about yeah. the, Mar- the 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 <laughs> the Marvel family at Dragon Con. I think it was last year. Uh, Michael Bailey, uh, who is a great podcaster, um, you can hear him over at uh, the Superman homepages, uh, Radio KAL Live, and all sorts of other podcasts that he does. Um, He gave a presentation where he talked about the Marvel family, and one of the things that I learned was that the Marvel family has some weird characters in it. Like, they have a hillbilly character in the Marvel family. Like, go look it up. There are hillbillies in the Marvel family. Um, So they have a very unique uh, situation going on and he also talked about how captain marvel jr was influential to elvis presley uh, elvis presley was a huge fan of captain marvel jr and that's why in his later years before he died elvis presley wore those capes when he would perform because oh. he wanted to look like he wanted to look like captain marvel jr uh so that would be pretty cool to maybe see shazam and a few members of that captain marvel uh family uh, so I like that idea. I like getting to to meet the the whole weird Marvel family. Yeah, that, and thanks for sharing that. That's interesting about Elvis, the Elvis connection. That makes sense because his capes, they were kind of the small cape right. design, typically uh, Captain Marvel. Um, and for those who don't know, Captain Marvel used to be the official name of who is now known as Shazam. Um, but yeah, they they had that style to them. Very interesting. Yeah, it, it was like mind blowing when he told me that. I was like, what? <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> now, now moving on to a movie that I've been very excited for that I wish would come out sooner, which is Cyborg, which will star Ray Fisher as Victor Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg. He will be seen in Justice League this fall and November 17th. And I'm so fascinated by Cyborg that I wish that we would see him earlier. Like, when this slate first came out, I was kind of like, why are we getting, I mean, <laughs> this is going to sound so dumb for someone that does a Flash podcast, but I was kind of like, can we just put the Flash movie in 2020 and just give a Cyborg in 2018? But now we know plans have changed, obviously. So Cyborg is a character that we have yet to learn much about in the DCEU. So, but like based on what we will learn about him in Justice League this fall, what do you guys hope to kind of see? Like, how would you do a cyber movie? Because I know so many people keep saying that cyber can't carry his own film, not, let alone his own comic. But what do you guys think about that philosophy? And like, what do you, what would you want to see cyber do? Because this, this would be a very different type of character that they would do a film about because he is not, not even human anymore. He's mostly, well, cyborg. So Rebecca, what are your thoughts? I there was something that I think was in uh, one of those specials that I, I want to say it might have been in the CW special that they did back before Batman v Superman came out and they were talking about all the different characters and I think Jeff Johns or Kevin Smith one of them talked about how Cyborg in this day and age is uh, a much more interesting character than maybe he was even in the 80s with the Teen Titans because everything is so digital now you know we all have these smartphones there's you know situations where there's you know a criminal hacking that goes on and everything is more robotic and more electrical and so I think Cyborg does have much more of an influence and he's he is 
able to be used in a, a really interesting way because he can connect with everything. So I would like to see some sort of story where he really got to uh, show off what he could do and how that how he sort of impacted in the culture and the people and the way we operate. So something like that to, to showcase why that makes him such a unique character would be pretty cool. Sorry, what, uh, I mean, I mean, Shayna, I want to go in the right order. Uh, Shayna, uh, what are, what are your thoughts about Cyborg as a franchise? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of leaning toward the not so much side since I'm like my Cyborg that I grew up and knew was with Teen Titans. So it's like I've always seen Cyborg in a group with someone, and I never really could think he could hold it on his own. So then I'm kind of like, well, maybe if they give him, like, his origin movie, you know, origin story, all that stuff, that would be great. But I'm like, I still just don't see him, like, holding his own and his own solo thing after that. I always see him with a team. And sorry, what about you? Yeah, I mean, the question being, uh, can, can he hold down his own film? I think definitely he could, but, you know, everything needs to be just right. And let me explain what I... Some of the things that I think can be just right. I, I'm reminded of Iron Man. I've, I've heard people make uh, parallels between Iron Man and Cyborg, except Cyborg could give the world something that Iron Man can't. Um, Iron Man, for the most part, I think he's got the thing, pardon my ignorance, but, you know, I'm not up on a lot of Marvel characters, but he's got the thing going on with the heart. But other than that, he's in, this, in a super suit. Um, Cyborg, actually, you know, you've got this kind of crazy melding of you know, from a, kind of a, an otherworldly technology uh, enabling him, basically repairing his, I don't even know if you want to call it a damaged body. He was, he barely exists apart from the machinery. And it almost like in a bionic way, you know, fuses with, you know, the, the organic parts that are existing. And so he really is a melding of man and machine. And so you could play with some of the some of the uh, philosophical arguments of, you know, at what point would he cease to be human? Is he more machine than man, more man than machine? Does the machinery override uh, the humanity, his soul? You know, you've got some some rather interesting issues that you could pick apart in a film. And that would give uh, a cyborg franchise uh, legs that, say, Iron Man just wouldn't have at its disposal. Also, when I say they need to do it right, I'm going to really show my Batman bias here. Batman is the world's most famous superhero. Um, you know, the, he, he possesses the icon that is probably the most recognizable. And Warner Brothers in D.C. sometimes get criticized for riding the back of Batman's success. I almost think that that's a necessity. You have to do it correctly, though. And, and here I'm going to call out um, what we've just seen on the big screen. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. You know, I've heard very few people talk about that. But Wonder Woman does that effectively. They made a decision to bookend, spoiler alert, bookend the movie uh, at the beginning and at the end with these, what you would call a very subtle Batman reference, you know, primarily in the character of Bruce Wayne. But when you have that, that property in your possession, use it. Use it to the best of your ability. Use it shrewdly. Use it wisely. And if they could... Um, you know, incorporate a cyborg cameo or some some logical reason why, say, the Ben Affleck standalone Batman film has to include him maybe in just a scene. That way the world would have gotten him in Batman v. Superman, in, in Justice League 1, uh, possibly even, say, like in Man of Steel 2. Just as they flesh out this universe, take advantage of that, and then when the time is right and that, uh, that standalone film comes out, the world will be hungry. And I love the idea that he is black, and we need more black superheroes, and I hope that DC will exploit that. Use it, um, because they must appeal to international audiences and audiences that are craving diversity. And in fact, that probably has a lot to do with Wonder Woman's success. One of many, many, many reasons why Wonder Woman is doing so well right now and is so well received. 
I, I so agree with that. I mean, I, that's why, I mean, I think you can definitely tell that they're definitely focusing on more diverse. I mean, we have Black Lightning coming to the CW next season uh, with, you know, with, you know, not just Black Lightning, but also his two, fe- super, you know, female, su- I mean, his da- super daughters that will become superheroes one day too. So uh, I, you know, what I would love to see for Cyborg is that the, to answer the question, can he hold his own franchise? I absolutely think he can. I think it would be nice to kind of, you know, these characters that maybe, are you know I mean Cyber has become a bigger character in the past four or five years. And I definitely feel that with the right story you can definitely make it work. And I and the thing that I have seen so many people say is that well he needs a supportive cast like the Titans or like the Flash or something like that. And the thing is like no I I don't think you need like big superheroes to like join him in the style. I think you just need to give him a a good supporting cast of just regular characters. Like could he can he still find love? Um, what is his connection with his mm-hmm. family at this point? What uh, does he have any best friends anymore? Like, do they accept him for what he is? And mm-hmm. someone that I would love to see direct Cyborg is um, um, the woman who directed uh, Selma. I I want to see if I can pronounce her name right. Eva Eva Duvon is that how you say it? The, Sounds the, good. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah, we can we can go for that. Yeah, I always call her Ava. I mean, even though I don't know uh, Ava, but I will call her by her first name. So uh, sorry for breaking the rules. Uh, but I, I would love to see her join Cyborg. And you know, it's, it's, I know she things didn't work out for her in Black Panther. I would love to see her maybe join the DCEU and do something like Cyborg. Uh, now, of course, that doesn't mean I just want to see you know a black director do a black super movie. Anyone, I mean, anyone can direct it, whatever. But you know. That she would be also another female director, and also I want to see female directors get to handle male superheroes, which I will bring up a little bit later in this discussion. So let's move on. Uh, the other movie that is supposedly slated for July twenty fourth, twenty twenty, is Greenland and Core, which will star Hal Jordan and John Stewart. Uh, David Goyer and Justin Rhodes are has written the script uh, based on a story by Goyer and Jeff Johns, and. Uh, there's been some rumblings that maybe Army Hammer. I mean, I don't know what the hell is happening with Army Hammer. He's, he, I, he's. I mean, he might. You know what would be hilarious if he, if he, all he is up for in the DC is just playing a tree or like maybe a parademon. Like it would be hilarious if that is all he's up for. He's like, hey, gotcha. But <laughs> Rebecca, what, what would you like to see? Because we don't know what the future of the Green Lanterns are right now in the DCU. Besides. The the his you know the the Green Lantern Corps movie and supposedly maybe a cameo in one of the Justice League films. Yeah, I'm really excited about the possibility of having like a kind of a buddy cop situation with the Lanterns. I think that's a really cool idea. And especially that that gives you more chances to meet more of the Green Lanterns because for me, I'm I'm sort of a novice with Green Lanterns. Like I'm I'm still trying to go through the new fifty two books and and read more of that. But I think what's really cool for me about Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps is that there's so many of them and they're all really different. Like uh, they they have different species, uh, you know, not just humans, and and so they they cover all different parts of the universe. And so I think that's one of the strong suits of the Green Lantern mythology is that it's space based and it goes to different Earths and different planets. And so I think that's a really cool uh, way to go about it to have something human that we can connect to it like a buddy cop thing but also have a story that could potentially take place in space and and be a little bit different from the movies we've gotten before so i i don't know if army hammer is hal jordan i don't know i i i will wait and see what happens but i, I think the idea of that really is very cool to me and I am sort of crossing my fingers since we is since there is a potential to meet more Green Lanterns. I would love to see Guy Gardner uh, show up in, in maybe the Green Lantern Corps movie just because he is kind of a, a, a how should I put this? Uh, sometimes an unsavory character, but I sort of love that about him. Like he's kind of a jerk. He's kind of the the one that you don't really <laughs> really like. But it would be a fun mix to see. Uh, all the lanterns together. So that's what I'm most excited about in terms of a Green Lantern movie is getting to see all of the lanterns together. Shayna, what about you? I'm not too positive. Like, I think it's a great idea. But at the same time, of like what I know, I'm not too up on Green Lantern. Like, I know the basics, all that good stuff. But having the two of them in the movie together, I'm like, how are they working this for? Because from what I understand with the ring and everything, 
it jumps to each person depending on whatever happens to them. They go crazy, they die, whatever. So I'm like, how how do you have them in the same movie being that I'm like, like confused? I'm like, is one just having a cameo and then the other one takes over the rest of the movie? I'm kind of like, I don't like know. an ensemble movie, uh, mostly. Like you know, think about like you know, like others like Guardians, Avengers, Justice League, and so and so Suicide Squad. I mean, I think that's what they're doing since. Well, not not to be harsh on Greg Belanti and you know that and his Green Lantern edition, but I think they definitely want to go, take some different routes since that. But you know, it wasn't Greg Belanti's fault. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you know, <laughs> like, I don't even remember who directed Green Lantern at that point. Yeah, I'm I'm just like I'm really hoping it does so much better than the original Green Lantern with all the freaking hate that it got and how badly it did. I'm I'm just hoping they really revamp this and do a good job with it. Sorry, what about you? Well, I'm going to steal from myself, and I, I think I'm remembering correctly. Once we had a, uh, a fairly in-depth discussion on what the Green Lantern Corps movie could look like uh, on our own podcast, probably you know two or three months that ago, was um, <laughs> it was. And um, so here's what I'm going to do: I'm going, I'm going to cross over, and I'm going to try not to spend too much time because some of these other films may come up later. I think you could build, first of all, the buddy cop. I think we even talked about that. The buddy cop idea would really work well. That would give DC kind of this leg on the uh, uh, the buddy cop feel in the superhero genre. And I don't know that that exists anywhere else. So capitalize on that. Um, but in building up anticipation for the film, of course, I, we have no idea right now uh, if there will be any kind of vague reference or you know a little teaser of sorts in justice league i hope there is i know it's too late to request that but um but i would love to see that i hope that they have capitalized on that opportunity just to incorporate something small and introduce us to maybe one of the characters then um then of course say like in a justice league 2 if justice league 2 is slated to come out before then you could have a little stronger green lantern presence and introduce us to maybe two more characters one one idea that i had i had learned years ago that um in some telling you know i'm not familiar with the comics uh the way that uh i'm sure a lot of our podcasting listeners are but in some telling of the batman mythos alan scott the original golden age green lantern um fought crime in gotham city like earlier than the batman's arrival and one thing that i had suggested was wouldn't it be crazy if, if there's a lot of ifs involved here, and I know that, but if one of the Ben Affleck films, Batman standalone films, um, was more of a prequel, and by that meaning, since he's actually younger than the Batman he is portraying in um, Batman v Superman and in Justice League, take advantage of his relative youth and tell us some backstory. So if they did that, Maybe um, the legacy of an Alan Scott or a Green Lantern. Maybe we could get a flashback of a of a young Bruce Wayne being influenced, or you know, um, cat, catching a glimpse of maybe an aging Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern. Um, just something to tease us. And of course, it wouldn't have to look exactly like that. I was kind of detailed in terms of which Green Lantern, but I'm just giving a for example that. That if you did it well and you had maybe three or four of the movies that gave a little tease and built up the anticipation, then the then the buddy cop thing, I think, would really work. And, and as you pointed out, Andy, it would certainly be an ensemble type of thing. And and I love the idea of Guy Gardner being one of one of the Green Lanterns that we focus on because of that edginess to his personality. I, I'm like probably Rebecca is in like, I just not up a lot on the mythology of the Green Lantern Corps. So it was when I was watching the old animated, I say old, it was not that old, but the animated TV series, Batman Brave and the Bold, that I got a good dose of Guy Gardner. And I <laughs> thought that the character was played very well um, because he did annoy the snot out of you. when you. Oh, I, ha I <laughs> so hate you Guy Gardner. I, that's why I'm like, when, when Rebecca was saying Guy Gardner, I'm like, of course. She's but that's Guy why he's so fun to watch because everyone right, right. usually hates him. <laughs> right. I mean, look, look, what is it going to have Staff Rogan as Guy Gardner? And I will not be able to tolerate this movie at all. That, I, would, I would watch that. I, I, I totally not. watch that. I would run away. I, I, I don't like Seth Rogen. I agree with Andy. 
High five, girl. <laughs> I know, right? Air high five. Uh, air high five. Um, for me, I like this idea of a buddy cop uh, scenario where. But I think one of the things that I think the Green Lantern. I mean, and again, I actually, I'm actually pretty apologetic of the Green Lantern movie from Greg Blanding, Mark Guggenheim, and the other writers that were on it. I feel what happened was whoever directed. I feel he walked all over the vision because I read one of the earlier drafts of Green Lantern that they wrote and it was pretty good and I you know I might look I I may say some harsh things about Arrow since you know Mark Guggen is involved with that but like Greg and Mark they really made me feel for that for that version of Green Lantern the draft so I feel like having a buddy cop would maybe lessen the pressure if you know what I mean kind of like not having it all depending on this one major character i think if you see multiples and i think sure. that will also bring a lot more people because some people might be kyle, kyle rayner fans and Hal jordan fans and john stewart fans mm-hmm. and apparently there are guy garner fans and then there's also you know jessica <laughs> cruz fans and, and simon bass fans like, like there's so much you could do to represent everyone you know so and i don't know i mean i don't know who they could get to direct so let's uh so let's move on to another group movie that we've been hearing you know there's been some updates on just to leak dark, we did recently lose Doug Lyman, and but we know there are they're already looking into getting some um, a new front runner for that. So how do you, so uh, Rebecca, how do you see the Just to leak dark fitting into the DCEU? That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if they would tie Justice League Dark to Enchantress because I know that hasn't she been involved in that group of characters before? I don't know. I but they, but they, they could just, you know, have that as a standalone movie that lives in the same universe. But uh, I like the idea of this. I, one of my uh, characters that I, is not like a favorite character, but I'm always very intrigued when he shows up in something. I either read or watch. The DCAU has some really good takes on him. But uh, the character of Etrigan, the the demon. Oh um, yeah. I, I, th- I think he's supposed to be in Justice League Dark, right? Uh, let's Possibly. see. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at. Character. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Uh, what, we, yeah, Etrigan, Jason Blood slash Etrigan the Demon is reportedly going to be one of the characters. Yeah. So that's that's the character that I would most be excited about in terms of Justice League Dark and seeing that. But I think that that cast of characters is so uh, unique. Like Etrigan the Demon Demon is so um, he's so complex. And so I, I like the idea of him getting together with John Constantine or a Zatanna, something like that. So I, I'm very excited by the the possibility of that movie. And so I, I hope it comes to fruition. Shayna, uh, I know we've talked a lot about Just Silly Dark in the past uh, few episodes uh, and whatnot. But is there anything that you want to add to uh, Just Silly Dark that, you, like, that you're expecting from it and so on? Because there... They're, they're, it's a very like Rebecca said. It's a very interesting cast of characters. I mean, it is like I really loved the animated Justice League Dark. So I hope they do something more kind of along those lines, just live action version. I mean, not the same story or anything, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, I really like the idea. I hope it comes out. I hope they get everything figured out because like it's gonna be a super awesome movie, and I guess we'll see if. Batman's included this time or if they're going to leave them out or whatever they're doing with that. And Sark, uh, what about you? Do you have anything you want to add regarding uh, GLD? Yeah, yeah, make sure Batman's in it. No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, uh, the bias is showing again, uh, but in all seriousness, I think we did reference this um, before, so I'm just kind of uh, reiterating something I've said before. Um, some of the characters, I believe, do have a Batman a, a connection. Um, t- correct me if I'm wrong. Has Solomon Grundy been mentioned as as a possibility? I don't think so. I think I'm dreaming. I think I? he's a Batman character, but I don't believe he has any connections to Justice League Dark. I mean, I think the only okay. I think Bat I think Satana is very like she's had some. Oh yeah, she's oh, connected yes, yes, to yes. Batman. She's yeah, bats all right. the time. They grew up together, didn't they? I think they did. Yeah, I think in the the DCAU they have a connection in in the early years. I think. Yes, yes, yeah. He was uh, Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne, uh, young Bruce Wayne, received some some training from his, her father. Right. Uh, yes. The, what What's his name? Um, Zatara. Yes. Thank you. Yes. 
Um, so anyway, yeah, just ignore what I said about Solomon Grundy. Anyway, what I wanted to point out was that this is an opportunity. Here again, I'm trying to parrot the, uh, the idea that we need diversity of thought and presentation in the DC Films universe, because I just recently, not trying to bash anyone, I it was funny, I came across, just stumbled, wasn't even looking for them, a couple of articles this week talking about how Marvel is starting to feel very generic to people. Like, I'm starting to hear more more people in the industry even make comments about it. Like, they love Marvel, but it's like it's starting to feel a little stiff. And I think that's something that a lot of us have always said about it, not, not to... Not to put it down, but just to say that, hmm, it's almost like we've got the same basic formula for every movie. So one thing that I really have wanted uh, the DC films to do is, you know, kind of like capitalize on having this uh, this uh, pantheon of uh, viable characters for the big screen and play to the genres that they fit in best. And so to have a film in our stable that would be kind of dark and creepy and you know kind of give in to the ghoulish and the supernatural i love that idea um little maybe a little spooky element to it because yeah like a I horror remember, movie yes exactly some of the i can't remember the names of the directors that we um looked at that were possibilities the, the guy who's doing the it reboot yeah okay exactly so yes. i remember that many of them were associated with the horror genre so yes do that and you know of course i'm being funny about it but please insert a little batman in there at least um you know draw the draw the connection and use his star power um to to draw interest into the film for me i love i also like shana i love the anime just League dark movie although i could have used without batman because oh, as much as i love jason omara i don't think he's the, like i don't like his uh, voicing abilities for for batman i don't i'm not scared by him it's like raza ghoul on air like i was never frightened by that man he's supposedly one of the most dangerous men in in the world but i will digress because i don't I don't want to like seem I'm hating on Arrow because you know what I actually like Arrow season five. So there you go. For charity's sake, I will say one good thing about Arrow. <laughs> but I, I and also, but I love Constantine. And I mean, look, I know that we're probably gonna get someone else to play John Constantine and Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan is the definitive Constantine for me. Uh, but you know what? There is the the thing called multiverse, and you know who knows? Maybe Jeff Johns will be like, "Yo, Matt Ryan." You're not doing anything on the CW right now. Let's bring you over. Uh, you can play a different. You can play Earth DC EU version of Constantine, and I love Satana. And so I want to see her. Like I mean, I loved her on Smallville, and so I, I just want to see more of her. And I was so disappointed we never got to see more of the Spectre on the Constantine TV show. So mm. I definitely really want some payoff to kind of see like what they do with that, and because he's a very interesting character in terms of how he goes from human to this. I, I don't know what you would call it, spiritual entity, basically. So I, who, someone in the chat said Colin Farrell is Constantine. I will say if that happens, I will not watch this film because I, I do not care. I think it would be perfect. I don't care for Colin Farrell. I want, if, if we can't get Matt Ryan, give me uh, Eva McGregor. Oh, he would be good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on to... My most anticipated film, apparently, because I do the Flash podcast, the Flash movie. It's, it's. I don't know what seems to be going on with that. I don't think we're going to get it next year at all. I don't think we're going to even get it in 2019. But, Rebecca, is there anything you, what, what, what do you think about the Flash movie at this point? Yeah, it's been sort of disappointing that it's uh, kind of been kind of up in the air. But I think the cast is good. I think uh, I'm very excited about seeing more of Ezra Miller's uh, The Flash and Barry Allen. And uh, I think it would be fun to see more of what the Iris West in the DCEU is up to and what she's like. Uh, I I don't know if uh, if I have any ideas about story or what they could do, but I, I definitely am very excited at the possibility to see a Flash movie uh, because I think what's interesting about... I mean, they do a great job with the special effects on the CW. I mean, some of the stuff they've done on the Flash has just been phenomenal. I mean, this, this season alone, they had a, a Gorilla Grodd uh, big fight. What, what, do you, what do you call that? Like the gladiator fights i mean it was yeah. it was a huge thing so i mean they do a, a great special effects job on tv but i think the the benefit to having a big screen film with a bigger budget is that you get to see cooler stuff 
Um, so I think that's what I would be most excited about with the flash that you could, you could do so many, uh, different things in terms of special effects and, and where that story takes you. So, um, I don't know, I don't know what they'll do, but, uh, I, I would love to see uh, a villain that we really haven't gotten to see uh, on the flash very much. Uh, I don't know if they would bring captain boomerang back in from suicide squad to, to do something with the flash, but uh, I just I just hope it starts you know the wheels start turning and it it starts to pick up speed. Rebecca, since you which was di- not a which was not an intentional pun, I did not mean that as an intentional. Uh, it, it's pun. A, it's Rebecca, since you made your Rebecca, since you made your territorial debut uh, this season on the Supergirl, like how yeah, would you sure. feel about yeah, like how <laughs> would you feel about directing up uh, the the Flash movie and would you would you cast me in it? Well, if I had any kind of power, I would bring everyone in any in anybody who wants to be a part of it. I would definitely bring people on. Uh, but I personally would be very overwhelmed with a Flash movie. There would be a lot of time travel probably involved, which always hurts my brain. A lot of special effects. Uh, so- everyone would want to know who you would cast as Ezra Miller's. Uh, who, 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 everyone would probably demand that you cast some, someone as Ezra Miller's uh, Kara. Yeah, it would it would just it would be overwhelming. So I think uh, the the big thing is finding a director for that movie, and I kind of got attached to the Robert Zemeckis idea, uh, but I you know I don't have any expectations. But I I think they they really do need to get a good director who who can really grasp the idea of the Flash because he has so many. He's not just a, a super fast guy; like he has a lot of different elements to his character. So I think uh, the director. Uh, whoever it is, not me, uh, just because <laughs> I would not be good at it. But I think the director is the the big deal here. Shayna, what 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 are your thoughts about the Flash at this point? Or you will you be will you be on Team Anis saying as you know that they should not even do a Flash movie? Should you just stick to the TV show? I I yeah, I think they should just stick with the TV show because there's just too much like going on with this film. It's like getting freaking shakespeare at this point it's just like oh my god it's like just give up just give up can i write that down freaking shakespeare i like that <laughs> what about you what about you sark um yeah the flash i can't wait i hate that they've kind of stumbled a little bit in the director department but it is important that they nail this and and two like rebecca says the budget behind a a standalone film it would be exciting i mean we've gotten little tastes uh in suicide squad i'm so glad you brought that up because um i would love to see the inclusion and it helps build continuity and he did i thought a fine job in the role i would like to see what is his name jai courtney yeah he was amazing as captain boomerang (laughs) i thought so i know that i've I've read reviews about his earlier work and I, you know, I'm not an expert on it, but I've heard people say, man, I hate this guy and just about everything I've seen, but apparently this is a role that he can pull off and, you know, Hey, more power to DC for it. Um, but I would love to see him not necessarily have to be the, the big bad of the film, but definitely include him. Um, you know, show us, uh, show sounds like you want the rogues to come together in the Flash movie, it sounds like. Oh, uh, that would be yeah, awesome. Yes, that's my point, because I want more than one Flash standalone film, and and that's how we do it, you know, start, have a big bad, uh, maybe with a couple of other villains, and then, you know, build up maybe that second or third film if, if they do well. So I know I'm dreaming big right now, but um, I, I'll be grateful just to get the one standalone film. But I believe that the Flash mythology, and in, in fact, here I'm going to reference the TV show, and I'm Sorry if that sounds like a shameless plug, Andy. But and I'm no, I, I, we, I, I need like shameless plugs. But here I am. My only attachment to the Flash was through <clears throat> guess who, Batman. So um, I became familiar <laughs> with the other DC characters, or at least the modern take on them. When I would get such a Batman fix that would need to be fed, and I had purchased, you know, every DC animated film with starring Batman. Um, that I that I could find, and then I'd be like, okay, um, well, look, Batman's on the cover of that Justice League animated film, so let's get it. I was purchasing Justice League DVDs and Blu-rays just to get more Batman, but by watching them, I developed an appreciation for for um, the other mythologies. So I knew a little bit about the Flash mythology going into the debut of the show. I watched one episode. I said, I'll give it one shot. You know, hey, if it captures my attention, you know, I'm in. Boy, did it. 
Uh, and it wasn't just the fact that the show was well done, but it was also that the mythology is intrinsically compelling. And so for the world to get a standalone Flash film, I think it's important. I think uh, if all of the other factors are just right, it will catch on. And there's several reasons. I think it helps bring bring in more of a youth audience. Um, he is a he tends to be a funnier, lighter character. Doesn't mean that he can't take on dark issues, but um, he is likable to a younger audience. He also kind of, in a way, reminds me of the the Peter Parker element. You know, young, nerdy, um, and so Marvel had tremendous success with uh, Tobey Maguire in that role, and then of course maybe not so much, but a little bit with uh, Andrew Garfield and. I would love to see DC take advantage of that, but Rebecca hit the nail on the head, though. DC has that time travel card to play in the Flash mythology, and that can really connect the various mythos. Mythosuses? Is that even a word? <laughs> the mythology. <laughs> it is now. Mythos. Mythos. <laughs> so it could connect all of them together in some radical ways, and I'm hoping we get a little taste of that in Justice League. So, um, yeah, I'm just eager to see it. Well, before I, I go on, I just want to remind people that we have raised $1,150, which is 67, 76% of our goal. And, you know, since we're getting to the middle of the marathon now, we, I want to encourage everyone to go to dcpodcast.com slash fundraiser and donate. If we can, Rick, can you do the math? Like if, if X amount of people donate only just $5, we can totally hit the goal. All right. Let me get out my calculator because I'm not good at math in my head. I will calculate it. Go, go for it. And remember, when you donate, you do automatically get entered into an awesome raffle giveaway, which will include some amazing DC prizes, including a signed comic, a Super Bowl comic by the amazing Sterling Gates. Um, so if you want to have the chance of winning something cool from this awesome charity, make sure to donate at dcpodcast.com. Tell your friends, tell your parents, like, you know, tell everyone you know, because... We get this is what we love doing every year. We love getting together and raising money for this awesome cause. So, have you finished? Uh, the okay, so I've done some math, which I hate doing, but I did it for a good cause. So, really, here's what it boils down to people we need 70 people to give five dollars each. That's it, and then we meet our goal. That's very doable. Just give five dollars, exactly. Just get just give five dollars. You don't have to give to you know huge amounts of money, just give five dollars. And that will help us get to our goal. So since we're starting to, we only have about 50 more minutes. I, we're, I'm going to skip the Justice League sequel because I feel like we, that's a de- discussion better to have when we've seen the first one. Uh, since, and also we don't know when uh, we're supposedly getting that. So we, 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 we can talk about that a little bit later in the, in the fall. And I want, I'm going to do this because uh, just to save us time. I, I want to, I'm going to combine the Batman Gotham City Sirens, Nightwing, and Batgirl movies. Since they're all, I mean, it's kind of like a bad franchise in some ways. And and it, like, if you have something to touch upon any of these films, go for it. Uh, if you only want to talk about one about these films, that's totally fine. So, Batman is going to be directed by Matt Reeves, starring Ben Affleck, and Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Supposedly, Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke, and uh, part, you know, we have Gotham City Sirens from uh, David Ayer, who's gonna be joined by Margot Robbie once again to play Harley Quinn. And then we also have Nightwing, which is being developed uh, by Chris McKay, who did uh, the Lego Batman movie. And then we also have the Batgirl movie from Joss Sweden, who's writing and directing. So, Rebecca, what are are your thoughts about the Bat franchise coming up? Uh, Just at this very moment, when you were reading all of that out, I was like, holy crap, I forgot about Deathstroke. I forgot we were getting <laughs> Deathstroke. And now I'm like super excited about Justice League again. I mean, I'm always excited about Justice League 24-7. I'm like, when is the, mo- is the movie out yet? Um, but the Deathstroke in that, it has rejuvenated my, my excitement for it uh, because I'm very excited to see what they do with him. Um, but I'm also excited about getting to see more Batgirl Nightwing stuff. The Nightwing news really kind of surprised me. Uh, so I wonder if they'll sort of connect Batgirl and Nightwing together somehow, because sometimes Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson have a little love connection. So I, I wonder if that and will come into play. Uh, but I'm I'm just excited that they're expanding the um, the Batman mythology and not just doing another Batman movie. They're they're highlighting some of these other characters in the Bat family. So that's what I'm most excited uh, excited about. Just 
to just to get to see more members of the Batman family. What about you, Shayna? More bat stuff. Give me all the bat stuff. And I am a happy person. <laughs> it makes me happy. Especially with Joss Whedon directing Batgirl. Like, I'm super excited because he's, like, one of my most favorite people ever. And I'm just excited for all this stuff. And the Nightwing one really surprised me, though. That just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And I'm like, what? We're getting a Nightwing movie? Like, what was this happen? Who made this decision? It's awesome, but it's like, wow. It just hit you out of nowhere. <laughs> Arkeo out of nowhere. I had to do that. Okay, I'm happy now. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like, yeah, it's like, this is so great. I'm so glad, like, they're all getting solo films and that kind of thing. We're going to see more of, like, all the different Bat families other than just, like, you know, the small cameo things or whatever. They're actually getting their own thing. And it's like, yay! Okay. I'll, I'll try to contain my happiness. No, it's all right. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I know you're a huge Bat uh, fan. Uh, I mean, since you've... I mean, you made it pretty clear like 10,000 times. But since we're running out of time, make sure to uh, sum up your thoughts about the Bat franchise. Not Bat Universe, but the multi-Bat franchise that is coming up. Okay, I'm all for it. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll say this quickly as I can. Um, I think there was an internet rumor, and it may have been just a baseless rumor, but I really think that it ought to catch on is a good idea. The only reason I would be okay with stalling uh, the release of the standalone Batman film with Ben Affleck is the idea that all four of these could be released in 2019. The reason being, it would give a year, it would definitely be kind of a year of the bat in DC films, <laughs> and you could space them apart. Um, and obviously there would be correlations and connections between the films, but I love the idea that it would be the 80th anniversary of Batman. And that would be a great way for... Uh, a lot of hype and attention and celebration to be built around the mythology as a whole. And like Rebecca said, I'm glad that they're focusing on other characters. Like Shana said, I'm shocked that they, they're talking about the Nightwing film. That's long overdue, I think. But just within the Batman mythos, you could have such diversity of personality and gender. And, you know, there's so much to focus on. So uh, in conclusion, yay, yay, yay. Big yay. <laughs> I uh, am excited to see more Ben Affleck as Batman, but I'm also excited we're getting other Batman franchises that are not just about Batman because that shows you that DC, I mean, even the DC are now doing a lot of Batman projects, but it shows them that we believe in Nightwing, we believe, we believe in Batgirl and Gotham City Sirens. And for, for me, particularly with Gotham City Sirens, I'm just excited to potentially get to see the Birds of Prey on screen. And, you know, yeah. Rebecca and I were, were Birds of Prey slash Black Canary best friends. So, like, we're, you know, I'm looking forward to see, like, what they will do with that group, particularly Black Canary, because Laurel, yes, I'm going to call it Laurel because of, you know, paying respect to. Katie Cassidy after she was so horribly treated on air. So like, from now, I'm never. I don't want to call her Diana to be honest. I'm just gonna call her Black Canary Laurel uh, to honor you know that we had the best Black Canary in that Arrow. <laughs> they did what it did, but I'm excited to see what that version of Black Canary in the movies will be like. I mean, definitely like to see who her Green Arrow is gonna be. I'm <clears throat> Charlie Hunnam, but so and then <laughs> what was go, that? I I I I I, 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 coughed, I coughed. Uh, yeah. So so yeah, I. And Batgirl, I mean, Josh Sweden. I mean, look, I, I get the whole, like, well, why is a male director writing and writing a, a female movie? It's like, guys, Josh Sweden is one of the exceptions because he freaking gets women. Look, I'm not saying he gets women better than women gets women. That sounded so weird. But, like, he... It does, yeah. It if, 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 I, if, if, I, if I could only choose a male director to write Batgirl, I would say Josh Sweden in a heartbeat. And Nightwing, it's going to be interesting because they're all doing the Titans TV show and with Nightwing in it. So that's going to be interesting how that, like, if that sort of, like, boosts the idea of a Nightwing movie, you know, to the general reception. So, so okay, so we have uh, Black Adam, we've already talked about it in terms of the Shazam film. So... And as soon as quite, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's supposedly they're going to start filming in 2018, but they still haven't gotten a director yet. But because we're running out of time, and I think we can only talk about one more film, I want to talk about the Man of Steel sequel, which I think I know. I mean, guys, it's it's it's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how many times Rebecca has seen Man of Steel, but like from what I remember, the way when we talked about it, like in the past two years or so, I feel like she's she's probably seen it the most out of all all four of us. Oh. 
I don't think so, there's a number big enough to uh, identify how many times I've seen it. All right. So it's a it's a big number. So Rebecca, like. What do you want to see for a Man of Steel sequel? We know that, I mean, spoiler alert, Clark is coming back in Justice League. But uh, he is? He that's, is. I mean, that's surprising. I've, I've heard rumors that mm. Henry Cavill will have a role. So what do you want to see in the Man of Steel sequel when, you know, after what we see in Justice League? This is going to come across as very biased, uh, but I would like to see a DCEU Supergirl. Um, it, it would be kind of tough to beat uh, Melissa Benoist's uh, uh, portrayal and characterization because she's so good as as uh, Carzorel slash Danvers. Um, but I think in terms of the story for Superman's arc in the DCEU, it would be really nice to see him because uh, like coming out of his death and sort of being reborn and resurrected, uh, he'll he'll be a little bit of a different character, I think. And it would be nice to see him establish more family in terms of his Kryptonian heritage. So I think that would be a nice way to sort of end his arc. If they do a Man of Steel 2 after Justice League, it would be a nice way to kind of wrap up his his character to have him connect with his cousin. Uh, so I, I personally, if it was my movie, I would uh, include a Supergirl in uh, the the next Superman movie. Shayna? Um, I don't really have too many thoughts on it. Like, I can't really think of anything. I'm trying. No, I just want somebody else to play Harley Quinn and I'll be a happy person. <laughs> okay. Like, I'll be gold then. <laughs> All right. Um, Sark, what about you? Uh, yeah, I haven't given a lot of thought, um, even though I really do want a Man of Steel sequel, uh, because even though I haven't watched it nearly as much and I'm not the expert on it like Rebecca is. And believe me, she can speak eloquently on that <laughs> film. And also, <clears throat> shameless plug. Rebecca can speak about man. anything eloquently. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you saying that. I have experience, firsthand conversational experience with her on that. That's why I can speak uh, with authority. But um, I love the film so much, and I feel like it's undervalued. Um, even though it's been really a, a boffo success, um, you would be hard-pressed to know that just by reading the Internet at times. Uh, you know, you would think that it's the most one of the most reviled films, along with Batman v Superman, that has ever been. But um a lot of the numbers really don't lie. I, I think the majority of the numbers don't lie. And I think you would be hard pressed to find a Warner Brothers executive behind closed doors that would say, yeah, we're really disappointed with those two films. I just don't think it's happening. Um, so I don't buy the hype. It's so well done. And I'm going to say this. I don't think it would happen. But it ought to. Zack Snyder deserves the helm. Um, yeah. Zack Snyder deserves so much more than that man has gotten. And look, I'm even, by the way, where did we get Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah. They, who casted uh, Gal Gadot? Who cast and, that one? Yeah, and, who has and also, before, before Twitter that, gets angry at us, we're not discrediting Patty Jenkins at all. Patty Jenkins is all the success for Wonder Woman, oh. the movie. But I definitely think Zack deser deserves his credit, too, because, like, hey, wasn't it even Zack's idea to film that black and white photo? Before one of them had even shot a single scene, yeah, I don't know. Course. Maybe I don't. Yeah. Know. I, I, I don't. Uh, I don't want to. We don't want to start anything. Yeah, I don't want to point out the obvious. But um, so anyway, <laughs> yes. And Patty Jenkins, by the way, just in case, as you said, to make before we make Twitter angry, Patty Jenkins has gone on record to say that Gal and the last name is Godot, correct? I know I've heard everything from Godot to Godot. Yeah, I think you pronounce the T a little bit. From really. What I Gal Gadot. Yeah. So yeah, let's I think just it's call like her it. Wonder Woman. Yeah. She was a little disappointed at first until she got to know her, until she saw her work. And uh, and so, again, uh, home run there, Grand Slam, uh, Mr. Zack Snyder. But I'd love to see a Snyder-directed Man of Steel, too. Um, I Just that, that feel that he brings. Uh, the aesthetic that he brings to the film, I, I just eat it up. And so every time I go back and I watch Man of Steel, I'm just shocked and amazed at how good the film is. It's always better than I remember it, and I remember it fondly. Yeah, so I, don't, other than that, I don't know what else to say in terms of a big bad or um, – but I love the Supergirl idea. Yeah, I me would too. Love to see, which I, 
I I I love what Rebecca said about Supergirl, and also because she and I we talk about this very often. But we, there's always that Man of Steel prequel comic that came out by Sterling Gates, where right. he established that she is somewhere on Earth. She is somewhere on Earth, and she's probably like 20k years old, which is hilarious. <laughs> and she will still look like she's like 25. But I I definitely want to see. I mean, look, I love Melissa Benoist too, and so. But unless they can get her to show up in the movie, I you know they're probably gonna get someone else. And I but I want Clark to have some family because in this version he doesn't have Jarrell anymore, and. I, but what I really want to see more of is Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Like I want to like when I watched Extended Cut, I love everything we got to see with him at the Daily Planet, uh, with being oh, yeah. uh, the, um, the um, you know, the reporter of the Daily Planet that we know, reporter. like the investigator, the working hard, you know, mild mannered reporter. And I think Henry Cavill he nails it so well that I wish he got to do more of Clark also. So yeah. I. And of course, I would be happy to see Snyder return too. I wouldn't be surprised if he does return, but like maybe they will get someone else. But I'm sure he will still have some, you know, fingerprints in the development of that film. And I think it's time that we bring Brainiac on. Well, with with Supergirl, that's an, there's an easy way to do that because there are a lot of stories that involve Supergirl and Brainiac and the Bottle City of Candor. So you, you could definitely do something like that. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, so I, but, but I think that's going to have to wrap it up because uh, iZombie Radio is coming up pretty soon. But I, we're going to, I mean, DC Films probably is not going anywhere, you guys. We're, you know, we're, we're going to keep going. We have so much to discuss. Comic Con is coming up. And I'm, you know, and one of the things that I was so excited about to finally make happen was having Rebecca on because she is one of the greatest vocal support supporter of DCEU. And I think that, you know. Yes. It, it's it, we need i mean look rebecca i'm not just you know blowing sm- smoke up your ass but i Whoa. sincerely believe that <laughs> is that is that what i've been feeling no i'm just kidding no 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 i uh, <laughs> I, I i want to see i want to i we need more people like rebecca that is Regret. so vocal about the dcu the way she is i mean I'm, I'm, we are too but rebecca she does it on a whole different level so and then the fact that sark and rebecca live in the same town but they like we have not not been able to make this happen until today like we we need to rectify that. So, but she's well, a busy woman. I mean, what can we say? A- anytime but, you guys need me, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on. Let me guest and and talk with you guys. And uh, so yeah, so like remember, guys, please make sure you donate at dcpocket.com/fundraiser. Uh, we're at seventy six percent, and we want to make sure we hit that goal before we get to the end of the assembly show, which will be probably a little bit longer. Uh, but you know, we're gonna have so many people on, like it's unbelievable. But donate, get a you know, have a chance of maybe winning, you know, winning a raffle, you know, something a giveaway from the raffle. And I know Rebecca, she might have another surprise. Um, so we will. We shall see. But, uh, sorry, do you want to close us up? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we appreciate everyone being with us today. And, um, and yes, I will say that we need more positive talk about the DC films um, because we are the ones who support the film. And we need to, uh, we need to do exactly what Rebecca has done, um, and that is take a strong stand. And um, it, that doesn't mean that she – Rebecca, you don't just love – everything necessarily you don't accept uncritic uh, without criticism everything yeah you, you can be objective and still love the heck out of a movie for sure absolutely thank you well said all right so thank you for being with us um you can find us on uh social media uh, me sark you can find me at holy bat pastor on twitter andy what about you they can find me on facebook twitter and instagram all at adverbacked Shana you can find me on Twitter at Joker Girl without an I, and I also help run the DC Films podcast Facebook. So anything you see on there is probably me. <laughs> All right, and last but not least, Rebecca. You can find me at on Twitter at DerbyKid, that's D-E-R-B-Y-K-I-D, and uh, you can check out some videos, which include a Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice series, which I'm still cr- trying to crank out some videos, but you can find uh, some videos I've done on that movie at YouTube.com slash DuckMilkProd, that's D-U-C-K-M-I-L-K-P-R-O-D. And I'm also oh a, a co-host. I, I guess I should also pl- plug my own podcast. Uh, oh, I forgot about my podcast, too. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> I am one of the co-hosts of Supergirl Radio, which is a podcast on the DC TV Podcast Network. If you like the CW Supergirl show, you can uh, 
come and listen to Carly and Morgan and I talk about it uh, at supergirlradio.com. And I, I'm the co-host of the Flash Podcast and Titans Podcast. And t- the Flash Podcast covers the CW series of Flash, starring uh, Grant Gustin as the fast man, a live superhero on the DC TV universe. I'm <clears throat> Carl Kim Second. And also I'm covering <laughs> the new Titans TV show that's going to come to the new digital service from DC. I, just give us a freaking name. And uh, yeah, all good. Agreed. You're so fun. Rebecca, all right. Show. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're just as Thanks fast. Again, and until we talk to you again, we're out of here. Take care, guys. See, stick, stick around for iZombie Radio. Talk. Right there, I'm in.